Extra, extra, read all about it. Today we're talking about newsletters on New Amsterdam Radio. Let's go. Hello, everyone. How's it going? My name is Flopo Voice, and you're listening to New Amsterdam Radio, the show for creatives like yourself, those who are working on projects and ideas and have a spark or creativity or the next big thing. This podcast is for you. How is your holiday break treating you? Uh, somehow we're in the midst of it. Thanksgiving's in a rearview mirror. Christmas in a rearview mirror. Currently, as of this recording, we're still in the midst of Hanukkah. Kwanzaa starts tonight. And New Year's Eve and New Year's Day are on the horizon. I'm doing all right. You know, a lot more subdued holiday season than what I'm used to, but not in a bad way. I know some people out there are just against the holidays. Those who say, I don't like Christmas. Those who say, I don't like New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. I personally don't quite get it. But at the same time, I really dislike Thanksgiving. So I respect it. So uh, my Christmases, even the ones where I'm not actively with a giant family, I still take time to like reflect on the reason for the season. Whether or not you are religious or devout. Whether or not you really love the red and white and blue lights. Red and green and white and blue lights. Or Santa Claus or just sitting around uh, watching Christmas films with your favorite eggnog-type beverage. I'm kind of on the fence. I understand people who like to have ever, ever live more of a subdued Christmas, um, but I don't quite get or understand being that adamant against it. Not to knock anyone that does it, because frankly, you have to think differently if you're a creative person. So if you listen to this podcast and Christmas isn't for you, props to you, I respect it. I was giving, giving you my perspective on that. So I'm okay. You know, I'm doing all right. We're kind of in that same kind of lull. I I mentioned it before on a podcast around this time last year that one of the most frustrating things about being an entrepreneur and having to feed for yourself and fend for yourself, you know, feast or famine when it comes to getting clients, is that a lot of people point to the holidays as soon as November 15th rolls around and they say, hey man, let's talk after the holidays. And that it's great, but at the same time, you're sitting there going like, man, that's like six weeks of potential business deals and six weeks of new ventures and six weeks of new projects. I'm just slowing down because everything's out of my hands and I'm frustrated and I'm up thinking about what I can do in 2020, but I have to wait for 2020 to actually show up. Uh, I know it can be super frustrating and I, and I make it a point not to uh, call these people out because I think I, on my blog too, a couple of years ago, I had a whole post about the quote-unquote holiday slowdown. So try to keep positive with that. But today's episode, we're talking about newsletters. I know newsletters seem to be one of those things. Actually, before we get into that, this is a new uncharted territory for me. And that is typically, the, the whole point of the show is that I, I talk about things that worked for me or what I've seen or what I've read in the news, and I'm trying to think how we can apply that. Now, newsletters is always beneficial to a brand, but I'll be honest with you, I don't have one. I don't have one. I personally have not uh, pulled the trigger on what a newsletter for my brand or my projects would look like. So I'm not saying you should do it and don't take it as an interpretation of this guy's telling me to do something he doesn't do himself. Those who can't teach. It's just objectively what I've seen in my research. I'm telling you about the upside and how you can use it and be innovative with it. So, but take it with a grain of salt. So I'm just, full disclosure, it's not like I'm coming off Mount Olympus being the newsletter king and saying, hey, look, this is my experience, but rather as a fellow creator like you who's still struggling in some ways. I mean, I think we're all still struggling in some ways to grow our business. Not saying you're doing this unfortunately, but 
you know, if you are an athlete, you may want to win a championship this year and maybe you want to win next year and have a dynasty. So there's always steps for you to achieve, much like how if you don't have a billion followers, uh, you can always strive for that billion. And hopefully you are working really hard and getting that billion. And that is the struggle in that case. Um, but yeah, today's episode is about newsletters and what that means for you and why we do them. Now, the very, very honest answer is, especially for those of you who are in a product-based business, because that's a really good way to let people know of upcoming sales and new lines and collections, right? You want to keep your audience in uh, the circle of what you're working on, right? You want to see, hey, look, just log on, follow this newsletter, and, and maybe when I do have a deal that's more to your liking, then I'll let you know, right? There's a couple of fashion brands that I wait for and I buy only when a sale's off foot, <laughs> you know? Currently, I work on a... Uh, I, digital show where we review WWE shows and a lot of my on-air costuming comes from wearing wrestling t-shirts and this is totally neither here nor there but a wrestling t-shirt's like $20 plus shipping as it being $40 a tee which is a lot especially because it comes out of uh, my pocket and I'm literally wearing it for an hour an episode so what I would do is I would sign up to uh, wrestling uh, clothing sites whether it's at, at Hot Topic or ProWrestlingTees.com or WWEShop.com and I'll wait until their sales hey 20% off or half off or free shipping and that's when I strike so a lot of ways uh, newsletters are important for me as a consumer to, to wait and see if there's a sale or anything but if you're in a product based business and you're looking for a way to broadcast new lines uh, it's definitely a good way to do it those people who have signed up for your newsletter, have at least a passing interest in you and what your brand represents. Use that to your advantage, right? Use that to let them know of, of new content you have available. Uh, let them know that a new episode of the brand new YouTube-only exclusive podcast, What's Up, Flobo, is now available for streaming. Okay, that's a very, very personal example. But you know what I'm saying? If you're a content creator and you have content on different platforms, if you're on TikTok and, and YouTube and you do live shows or you have a Facebook show or an Instagram uh, you want people to follow, we all understand the purpose of being on many different social media channels. But if you approach your personal brand like a business, you would say, look, I have a calendar. This piece of content will be optimized for this platform. There's a reason why my Facebook post isn't on TikTok and vice versa. But if you have someone that's a super fan of yours and you want to tell people what you're doing on each different channel, instead of you trying to like try to repurpose each bit of content for each platform every day, you can really have your separate plans and just round everything up and say, hey, look, if you have an interest in my brand or my services, this is what's going on all around the world. I actually follow, uh, I'm a big fan of the New York Mets, and I follow uh, Amazing Avenue, which is the the SB Nation's New York Mets blog, and every day they have a post called the Mets Roundup, where they talk about news bits inside the organization, outside the organization, inside their division, and inside baseball as a whole. So you can really drill down to what news and tidbits are very, very important to you. So not only is it good, newsletters are good for announcing products and sales, you also have that, um, uh, basically your state of your brand or your state of your product or service that someone can get a digest of what's going on. They are in tune of what you're doing and it may not necessarily be a customer or client today, but they just might be. And what do I mean by that? I'll explain it after this. Ah, uh, yes. 
You are a superstar with all the content you're creating, whether it is the actual art or craft, or maybe content about that art or craft. Whether you are a singer, or you releasing albums that showcases your singing. Whether you do video blogs about the nervous butterflies in your stomach before you perform live on stage, or whether you are a bookbinder that wants to do instructional videos about YouTube on YouTube, how to bind books at home. The idea is that sometimes people may be into what you're offering. They can be very, very into what you want, and they maybe they have an inkling to support you, but maybe not today at the same time. Maybe it's a, I want to be, I want to make sure that this is someone I want to buy into. A lot of creators now have Patreons, and for those of you who are not familiar, Patreon is a way, a website, and a service that allows creative people to offer subscriptions uh, to fans so they can buy in monthly and they can create content just for them or have perks just for them. Subscribing is pretty easy. Hey, look, this is pretty cool. I am going to buy in. I want to support this creator. Let me get their Patreon. But sometimes you may be on the fence. You may say, "What well, I like what I'm seeing or hearing from this person or what they're doing, but I'm not sure if I want to buy in today. Hey, look, this is really, really great furniture. This person uh, has, a, has handcrafted and is selling in this great gallery. I want to buy a chair from them someday. I just don't want to buy it today, but I want to keep it top of mind. What can I do to keep myself refreshed? And a lot of creators just wish and hope that, okay, well, they're not made by today, but tomorrow it may happen. Just a deal. Your potential clients and customers are bombarded with advertising, uh, whether it's by text or word of mouth or commercials all day, every day. Things can slip the mind. Uh, I know a lot of times I've come across a website that I may think is interesting and I'll bookmark it never to come back ever again. Not because I don't want it anymore, but it's just out of sight, out of mind. And there's an example I used earlier in the show about mattresses that, that may apply here. Is that people always ask, of all the ways to advertise a brand of mattress, why is it, not, not mattress stores, because mattress stores, there's billboards, there's funny characters, there's cartoons everywhere. Uh, I'm from New York, so Sleepies is the big one. And then there's like the, the guy here in LA that goes, uh, we'll be any price, oh, your mattress is free. That guy, you know. Uh, the actual brand, Serta, Sleepy, uh, King Cullen, right? Uh, wait, that's a grocery store. But you know what I'm saying? Serta and Sleepy are the big brands that we, they talk about. Uh, they almost always advertise on radio. And there's the reason for that. And the reason for that is like no one really buys a mattress uh, impulsively. That's something that happens every five to ten years, even though seven's ideal. And they go to a store and they lay down a couple mattresses and then they pick one. So there's really no benefit to go out there and have big, splashy Super Bowl ads or giant billboards saying, try the new feather cloud. No, it doesn't make sense to do that. Same with um, car insurance. Either you have it or you don't. And if you don't have it, there's a couple options you heard about. And there's a couple options you haven't heard about. The idea is that when someone's talking to you about available car insurance companies, it sounds familiar, right? For as long as I've been driving a car, I have Geico Insurance. That's my car insurance provider, right? That's what it is. But if I was in a market to do a new one, I've heard of Mercury. I've heard of Liberty Mutual. I've heard of uh, Progressive. Uh, Fred Loya, I didn't. I had to go search it. It's legit, but I had to search it. And that may be the difference between going with what you know and what you don't. 
when I'm walking to a mattress store, the first thing I sat onto was a Serta because I just knew what Serta was. I've heard the word said so many times in advertising that I was preconditioned to know that was a good brand because why else would they advertise? Though I couldn't tell you the last uh, visual epic featuring a Serta mattress. Newsletters kind of serve that purpose as well. You may not be able to make a sale today or maybe no one wants to book you today, but if someone can actively or even passively, I guess, latch on and say, I want to know more about you, and I'm not going to buy today, but I'm going to consider it. And you make sure to plan it. You pump out content regularly to that newsletter, much like how you do your regular content on Facebook or Instagram or what have you. Even if it's as simple as that uh, baseball example I said earlier, if you're rounding up links and clips and sending it over, that keeps your brand on top of mind. That's all you can really ask for, is that when someone's considering something in what you offer, that you're on top of mind. And newsletters can be a tool to do it. I've seen it happen with big companies, uh, different segments. Apparel, for sure. Super Dry is a newsletter I personally sign up to. I'm not a Super Dry guy per se, but I bought one of their, um, well, I call them fanny packs, but I think the, the British way is, a, is called a bum bag. And I said, hey, I'm not probably not going to buy a Super Dry shirt for a minute, you know, but hey, let me know if something catches my eye. And I still open the newsletter or the flyer, what have you, when it's sent to my mailbox because maybe today's a day where a brand new bum bag shows up where I'm just all about it. I know we we are people that are so locked into what we want to do, what we want to create, what we want to grow. The grinding of it all may seem like a chore, and it is. Uh, and another tool to add to your toolbox may seem like an eye-rolling measure. But again, I implore you guys to reconsider good old newsletters. That's all the time we have for this edition of New Amsterdam Radio. Make sure you check out this edition uh, and all the other episodes of New Amsterdam Radio, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, we just relinked the Spreaker account, so now it'll be syndicated over at YouTube. Huzzah! You can follow the show at NewAmsterdam.com. Follow me. That's me, Global Voice, over at Flopito.com. That's F-L-O-B-I-T-O.com. Big things are happening. Uh, Instagram's going. The DJ Instagram's going. Brand new uh, fireside chat series on YouTube. is called What's Up, Flobo. Uh, the album American for Now is available. Those are just a few of my creative projects. What are yours? Uh, reach out to me also on Twitter, at Flobo Voice, or, or Instagram, at Flopito. Let me know. Let me know so we can bring it up. If you have a kind of a, a creative work or a lane that you don't think that's been covered uh, in detail here on the show, let me know. If you're just a hardworking wood whittler and you're saying there's not enough content for wood whittling, you let me know. Uh, make sure to make that a part of a future episode. This is New Amsterdam Radio, and until next time, the city is yours.